0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/slash host. Hello, and thank you for joining me. Wow. Can you actually believe I've been doing this for a whole year already? And what a year it's been. The victims of crime continue to be heard, and that is all down to you. Please, do not ever underestimate how much I love and appreciate every single one of you. You are all absolutely wonderful. I am going to be taking a little break now to spend some much-needed time with my family, but I will be returning on the 18th of January with our first ever three-part series. And I can tell you this, it's been one of the hardest cases I've recorded so far. I've also set up a brand new private Facebook group where we can get to know each other a bit better discuss episodes and future cases, things like that. I would absolutely love you to join the family. Just search for True Crime Britain Podcast official group on Facebook. Despite taking a little break, I will still be releasing an updated episode for the 10-year disappearance of Kyle Vaughan in the next few days. So keep an eye out for that. As you know, Kyle's case was the first episode I ever featured when I first started out as Somebody Knows More. For that reason, as well as the vow I made to Kyle's father that I'd continue to give exposure to Kyle's case until his body has been found, this case will always hold a special place in my heart so please listen and share Kyle's photo. This case really is just one puzzle piece away from being solved, and your help can make the difference. You will also notice some of my old mini-episodes from Somebody Knows More will start to appear on True Crime Britain soon too. I have been working on recording and editing some of the poorer quality episodes. If you are part of my Patreon family, these episodes will be available on the platform one by one as I complete them. And for everybody else, they will be released sometime over the coming weeks. These are short and mostly unsolved cases, so it's really important to me to get these episodes back into the public domain to receive the exposure they deserve. I can't even begin to imagine how these families must be feeling at this time of the year. But I hope they know, and I'm sure I speak for all of you here too, that we are behind them all and our thoughts are with them. Speaking of this time of the year, if you are anything like me, it felt like five minutes ago you were thinking, Oh, We're only two months away from Christmas. That gives me plenty of time to prepare. Yet here you are, physically, mentally and financially drained, either full up or recovering from one or more winter viruses, making last-minute transactions on Amazon Prime, asking yourself, have I got all the teacher's gifts now? Did I order the turkey? Can I even afford to cook a turkey this year with the gas and electricity prices these days? I wonder if I can squeeze in one big spring clean before the big day. Oh, and I better start wrapping those presents soon. Talking of presents, I forgot to grab a gift for the dog in B&M earlier. And I've still got to get the car valeted. I can't keep driving around knee-deep in Greg's wrappers and empty Pepsi bottles. Well, at least not for Christmas anyway. And I forgot the sellotape. How am I supposed to wrap all this with no sellotape? (sighs) If this sounds familiar, I am here to tell you that you are not Alone, because just 20 minutes later, I'm arguing with a robot on a self-serve till who is insisting that I've removed something from the bagging area. I haven't, and I tell her as much. Then she decides I've now added something to the bagging area, and she's repeatedly ordering me to remove it. I look around for some human assistance but every self-serve till is occupied and there's just one member of staff tirelessly running between impatient customers, all facing similar issues. So, after what felt like forever, but was probably less than two minutes max, I gave up. I abandoned the sellotape in the bagging area, left Tesco empty-handed, climbed into my car, and sat there for a good ten minutes, just crying. And I'm not talking about a few tears here, mind you. I'm talking about a full-blown meltdown. You know the kind, where you struggle to breathe between sobs, and you just want to curl up into a ball and let somebody else take charge of everything. I've got to be completely honest with you here. I felt ashamed of myself. Ashamed for crying. Ashamed for believing that I was letting everyone down. Ashamed for impatiently abandoning the cellar tape. And yes, you got it. Ashamed for arguing with a robot in Tesco. I used to love Christmas so much so that I would be the first to hang the decorations and was frequently referred to as Mrs. Claus by family and friends. But in this moment, I realised I was slowly beginning to detest it. Why is that? Now, I don't intend to go all Dr. Seuss on you. We're all adults we know what the true meaning of Christmas should mean. It's not about what's under the tree. What's important is who's around it. But here's the thing. Christmas in real life doesn't look the same for everyone. For some people, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But for others, it can be the most lonely and painful time. You can even be surrounded by friends and family and still feel lonely. We put ourselves under so much pressure, sweating the small stuff, getting caught up in the unnecessary stress, strains and pressures of what TV and the internet dictate Christmas should look like. Many of us are busting our butts just to pay the bills, without the added expense of Christmas. We are remembering those who are no longer with us. It doesn't matter if it's your first Christmas without them or your tenth. that void will magnify this time of the year. Whatever the reason, we are all battling demons of some kind. We are overwhelmed, overstimulated, or deflated, and we are facing pressures like never before. So take a deep breath. Don't be afraid to break tradition and expectations. Do what works for you. I know it sounds like a cliché, but we can get so caught up with what we haven't got that we fail to appreciate what we do have. We know how much evil there is in this world. The families of victims featured on this podcast suffer the pain of their loss every single day. Parents who've lost a child, soldiers killed in battle, people dying of disease, have all encountered the darkest side of humanity in one way or another. But there is so much beauty within humanity too. Doctors, nurses, teachers, supermarket workers, cleaners, charity workers, bin men, all of us. We have all made a difference to someone's day at least once. Be that difference. Check in on your vulnerable friends, family and neighbours. Hold your loved ones tight. Say I love you at the end of a call. Smile at a stranger. Tell someone just how much you appreciate them. And most of all, go easy on yourself. Take time out when you need it and don't feel guilty for it. Because you are important too. So as my body relaxed against the car seat after a good old cry that day, I took a deep breath, and I told myself, ''Do you know what? The dog doesn't need a gift. The spring clean can wait. The car will do. I've already spent way beyond my means, so I'm going to empty my Amazon basket, and I am just going to take the next week as it comes.'' And I can tell you honestly, it felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. If you are struggling in any way this Christmas, don't feel embarrassed to reach out for help. I promise you, you are not alone, and help is available. Please see the show notes for signposts to suggested numbers if you or anyone you know feel you might need it. Before I sign off, please accept my warm wishes, love, and gratitude. However you'll be spending Christmas this year, I hope it will be a pleasant and peaceful one for you. And wherever you are, as always, please stay safe.